Alright fellas, my name is James O'Neill. I'm going to be your host of the O'Neill Ops Podcast. And this is episode one. To tell you the truth, fellas, I'm excited. I'm jacked to do this. Uh, What I plan on doing is going into detail on everything it is that we do. Tools, tactics, techniques, everything from the boots we wear to the bullets that we shoot and everything in between. I want to engage you guys and I want you to engage us. I want you guys to ask us questions, get a hold of us on Facebook Messenger, Instagram, comment on on our YouTube videos, get a hold of us through the Ops website and send us an email. And if if we're not covering something, if you guys have an interest that we're not touching base on and we do have insight or some experience with it in the field, then absolutely, you know, we will be willing to entertain some of your questions as multiple podcasts potentially. So with that said, fellas, I've always wanted to, or always uh, wanted there to be a, a radio show or a podcast that wasn't really focused on one specific thing. You know, I, I've always been interested in covering a wide variety of aspects, not just big game hunting, not just predator hunting, not just equipment, not just reloading. I wanted to have everything covered. So like I said, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm really excited to, to bring you guys along for the ride. And more importantly, I hope that you guys are entertained, but I hope that I can help inform you guys on certain things that you may not be familiar with. For example, well, we'll just lump suppressors, thermal, and night vision into a category real quick. There's a lot of guys out there that that think because they invested in one unit, it's the best. And, you know, it's taken us a long time, but suppressors, we've had the opportunity. We've been very blessed. We've been very fortunate to run really close to 100 different makes, models, and manufacturers cans. And uh, most guys don't have that that opportunity. Same thing with thermal and night vision. We have been very blessed and very fortunate to be able to work with the largest distributor in the nation and get our hands on not tens of thousands of dollars of equipment, but hundreds of thousands of dollars in equipment. And that allows us to get hands on in the field, hunting, filming, shooting, and killing with it that way we can give you guys, you know, legit credentials, legit information based on experience in the field. And in the end, it'll help you make uh, hopefully a more educated decision on on what you want to invest in. So there's, there's a lot of things that we're going to go over. Focusing on this first podcast, I kind of want to uh, introduce myself and go into some detail on how this whole thing with O'Neill Ops got started because, you know, I don't like talking about myself, but we get a lot of guys that, that do a double take and go, who, who are you? What do you do? So instead of forwarding them on to the website where they can briefly read up on who we are and, and really what we're about, I can elaborate a little bit more in these podcasts. So, you know, another example, YouTube. You know, we get a lot of guys that are primarily interested in the cinematography, 
the video clips. They have no incentive whatsoever to sit back, you know, for the, the last 15 minutes of our video and watch us guys BS about what just unfolded, the informational aspect of it. And uh, that, that's fine. That, that's fine. But a lot of guys don't understand that that's how the hunt goes. You know, that, that's the, a picture perfect hunt. You put in hours, whether it's training, hunting, shooting, reloading, you put in hours of preparation for a split millisecond of a trigger pull, and then your hunt's done. You move on to the next set, or you know, if it's a big game hunt, you're you're literally done. So that's the way that I look at it. Even though we may we might talk a lot, a lot of guys soak that up and they gain a lot of information from it. And trust me, guys, we're nothing special. We're not. We're just very blessed. We're very fortunate. You hear me say that a lot. By being able to to film our hunts and edit them in in a unique manner that I've always had envisioned in my mind and uh, get a lot of views. You know, a lot, a lot of online views helps. And what that's done is it's essentially opened the door for us to work with companies, with manufacturers that literally we otherwise would have never been able to work with. So, you know, it's been a fun ride and I'm, I'm really glad to have you guys along with us. And I hope that you guys find this informative and entertaining. So, starting from the very beginning. Some of my first memories, guys, as a kid when I was three to four years old, sitting in the back of a pickup, you know, watching my dad skin coyotes in the early 80s back when the fur was worth $150 a pelt. You know, something that you just don't see nowadays. And getting into coyote calling contests with my grandpa, with with my dad, with my godfather. It's something that we have always been around. You know, I, as a matter of fact, I remember the first VHS camcorder that my dad bought my mom for Christmas. I had to be early grade school. And I remember him filming, filming geese that were landed in our cornfield. I remember him filming, uh, my grandpa used to re uh, raise registered Semitol cattle and he used to film them. And we even got a couple of coyote kills on a bait pile south of the house. But I, you know, I've, I've looked all over. I can't find that footage. So we have been introduced to the filming aspect side of things very early on. It's just now it's, it's really starting to, to unfold and snowball and, and, and essentially sprout into what, uh, what we're doing right now regarding the, the high, the large amount of views that we're getting online. Grade school. You know, uh, once again, a little bit about about what I have went through. There's a lot of guys that, you know, they kind of look at the equipment that we use and they, you know, they're like, you know, you guys are trying to be somebody that you're not. I can tell you 100% the truth. That's furthest from the case. When I was in grade school, uh, I had to go 10 miles to school, 10 miles back. Then when I got into uh, uh junior high and high school, I had to go 30 miles to school and 30 miles back, 60 mile round trip. Anyway, in grade school, I had a teacher, a PE teacher. His name was Mr. Baker. We'd have PE once a week, every Wednesday. And I got the nickname Rambo from him because every day, even if it wasn't on PE, I wore camouflage clothes to school. I remember my old BDUs. I even had some old junk real tree 
uh, pants that we picked up at a Cabela sidewalk sale when I was in grade school. But uh, it's something that we've always been. And it's just now, you know, getting to the point where uh, there's so many manufacturers that are, are it's, it's ease of access is what it is. Being able to, to manufacture some of our own stuff, being able to get our foot in the door with our videos and work with a lot of these manufacturers, it's really opened up the door. But where I'm coming from is when I was a kid, I was infatuated with camouflage. You know, I, I, I always customized my equipment. I remember an old backpack that my, my, uh, uncle, great uncle used to have an old Vietnam backpack that he gave me and I would, I'd, before Molly was even available, you know, I would modify it. I tied my comp, little compound bow. I tied my quiver of arrows. I tied my, my CO2 handgun to it. And, uh, it's just something, like I said, that we've always been infatuated with modifying our gear to fit our application. It's just now there, there's so many manufacturers that are making stuff custom it's a lot easier to get your hands on it. And, it, and it's been a blast doing all of this. So, uh, you know, after, after grade school, uh, high school, you know, my focus was on sports. I really enjoyed sports and, uh, I've always been a goal oriented person. I've always tried really hard at what I did. For example, in, in, uh, college, I was very blessed and very fortunate to compete at a, at a, a higher level college division two and even division one. And I don't, I don't like talking about myself guys. This is just some insight, you know, so you guys have a, have an understanding of, of what my mindset is in this, this, this plays a big part into the mindset of, of the O'Neill ops hobby business. You know, a lot of work goes into it, even though we classify it as a hobby right now, but in college I did some track football, baseball, my goal was to make it to the next level. That was my goal. That was my ambition. When everybody would go out and drink on Fridays, I'd be in the weight room. When everybody'd be hanging over on Sundays, I'd be in the weight room. And uh, long story short, had a career-ending injury, and I was done in the blink of an eye. Just as, as quick as it progressed, it was over, you know, and, and with me, everything looked good on paper. I was weighing about 220 pounds. I, I was running a sub 4440, had a 40 inch vertical, and I was repping 225 on the bench at 37 reps. So, you know, it, it, it was a lot of work. And when you look back, it was almost all for nothing because I busted my ass and I sacrificed a lot of my time hanging out with friends and family for something that never accumulated. So when I was done with that, you know, my goal was what <laughs> on my Facebook profile, I went to school for sports, you know, and a lot of guys it's, that's stupid. I don't recommend that, but that's why I went to school. Uh, I had, had it paid for. And when I was done with my injury, I, I moved back home to the ranch because that's what I've always wanted to do. I've always enjoyed, you know, working hard, and when I got back, I knew that I, I was going to hunt a lot and I was going to shoot a lot. It's something that I've always done. So what I did was I got my FFL and my SOT, that federal firearms license and my special occupation tax. Uh, the SOT allows you to uh, 
NFA items, yeah, your full auto transfers, short barreled rifles, suppressors is primarily what we were focused on. And uh, this was before, I'm going a little bit of detail here, guys. This was actually before uh, the NFA industry. I mean, th this was over 10 years ago. I would say probably I was among the first handful of guys in the state to to even shoot with the suppressor let alone deal suppressors so uh you know this was like i said over 10 years ago i got my first can and it was a gemtech hvt quick detach which was a terrible a terrible model i sent it back and had the quick detach cut off and direct thread made it a direct thread to make it a little more precise but i remember thinking to myself you know this is stupid. This is why would anybody not use one of these in in a hunting application if you can? You know, if you're willing to do the paperwork and in the waiting process, why would anybody not use this equipment to hunt and to shoot? Such a benefit, such a huge asset to what we do. So I knew it, what I wanted to do. I knew how I wanted to proceed. And I got my hands on as many different cans as I possibly could early on because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be informed. I, I'm not, I don't know, I don't even own a, a, a sound meter. This is something that I go by my hearing and performance in the field based on, you know, real life data. So as things progressed, where I'm building up, where I'm taking this is as things progressed a few years down the road, the NFA industry really started to pick up and we were filming the whole time. As a matter of fact, a hundred percent exclusively suppressed with all of our rifles. And we were making YouTube videos out of this and we were getting guys that were just hating, you know, they were saying, well, you know, you guys can't do that. That's illegal. Suppressors aren't legal to hunt with blah, blah, blah. And they had, they had no idea. They were just, they were just ignorant to the fact of the, the rules and regulations and when the whole the whole suppressor gig caught on we were a step ahead you know we were already out there doing our thing and that is what i believe put us ahead of the curve that's what really jump started us because there was an infatuation with it there was a curiosity with it if you will and it really aided in what we did because it was out of the ordinary it wasn't normal to everybody else so we, you know, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the initial starting point of, I mean, eh, not the starting point, but it, it really, it really peaked us. It got us going. It, it accelerated the process. I mean, it, we had a video right off the bat because we were running a can go over a million views, you know, pretty quick within, within like a few months, I believe it was. And that was a Kickstarter, like I said. So what, what we did after that is, you know, instead of kind of letting it just plateau and be stagnant, uh, I, I took the next step. I'm like, you know what, let's, I've always been interested in designing my own, my own equipment. I've always been interested in designing my own rifles. So we did, we started buying rifle components. We did the CR Mod O, got a lot of interest. We've done the CR Mod O Mark One. It's got a lot of interest. We've done the Mod One. 
and we're, we're currently working on another build. So every couple of years, we're always coming out with something new and it feeds, you know, it fuels the fire. It feeds that interest, that curiosity from guys that, hey, what are these guys gonna do next? And then of course, you, you factor in night vision and thermal and some of the newer stuff that we've got going on. It just adds to everything. So that's really kind of the, the, the brief description rundown of, of who we are what we've done and kind of the direction that we're going. Like I said, guys, we're not anything special. It's just that we've been very fortunate to be able to to film our stuff. You know, another thing I should probably probably touch base on is when we when I moved back and we started filming, like I said, we started filming these these videos. I've always had uh I've always had a an idea in my mind and I can always remember it ever since I was a kid how how did people create camouflage you know how how did they how did they make it how did they get the design to a shirt or a design to pants and uh, how did you get camouflage given to you and essentially back in the day that now it's called a sponsorship but I always ran through questions I always ran those questions through my head all the time. And at the same time, I always thought, you know, if I filmed, if I, if I recorded how I wanted to, if I captured the, the shot or the footage that I wanted to, I've always had a unique way of how I wanted to present my footage. And I really believe that that's a different take compared to the norm. And uh, we, we take a lot of time in doing it. And I, I'm all about quality over quantity. The, the quantity basically is a byproduct of our work. We're gonna get a lot of kills, but I pick through a lot of those kills and choose to bring you guys the quality kills. But like I said, we do have a lot of, of things going in the future here that you know I'm sitting on tons of footage that we're gonna start doing a subscriber base on the YouTube channel or sorry on the website and allowing a lot of you guys that decide to subscribe to this to the podcasts and to other things we're going to give you guys additional features that, that nobody else gets their hands on whether it's uh you know files or or uh video kills from years ago or really really high-end high quality kills that we just don't you know don't get a lot of footage for and we don't think that it, it's worth the production oh there's a lot of stuff out there that's definitely worth the production that we'll be showing but uh it's just something we don't have enough uh information other b-roll or other shots to put something together so we've got a lot of ideas in in the works for you guys and like i said i'm i'm really glad that that uh you guys uh are along for the ride it means a lot I mean, there's you guys give us ambition, you know, just like, just like I said back in the, when, when I had a career ending injury, that added fuel to the fire. When, when, we, when I was done in the blink of an eye, just like that, what does a guy do? You know, do you sit back and feel sorry for yourself? I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I didn't for a little bit, but I channeled that ambition. I channeled all of that, you know, it turned that negativity into something positive. And like I said, another thing too, 
I am in a very unique situation, and I'll end on this with this with this first podcast. I'm in a very unique situation that allows me to do what I do that a lot of guys flat out can't. Now you get a lot of guys that say, I'm living vicariously through you guys. I'm living vicariously through Oni Lops because I could never do that. Well, the reason that we can is because of our lifestyle, and that's the truth. Uh, I am a fourth generation farmer and rancher. My grandpa set this place up. My great grandpa set this place up. My grandpa kept it up. Uh, I helped my dad build this whole place as well and maintain it and add to it. And basically, we'll start right now. We're calving right now. It's hard work. It's busy. We've had a lot of snow. As a matter of fact, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gimped up right now. I'm kind of stiff. I'm out here in the weight room trying to do some front squats and limber my left quad up. I went and helped a neighbor pull a calf that was backwards, and she freaking nailed me. Got right up behind her in the shoot, and she kicked me so damn hard. I've never been, I'm gonna, I've never been kicked that hard before. I can still feel the knot in my thigh. So, anyway, uh, it, it's busy. So this time of the year, we're calving. Then we brand, and we're planting, we're planting corn. Then we're haying. Then before you know it, we're harvesting corn, and we've got the the cattle bringing them back in and running them on stocks and weaning them. Well, when November comes around and we get everything weaned and 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 ready to you know to feed out with silage and everything else, and there's really not a whole lot going on other than waking up in the morning and feeding 600 head of calves. Then it's go time. So for from November till you know really the first week of middle of February. Till we start calving, it's 100% go time. We come out here to the weight room, we gear up, we've got the camera batteries charged and we're done. You know, with all summer long, we're getting trigger time in, we're reloading for the motto or for the Mark one. So we've got a couple hundred rounds ready to rock and roll throughout the winter time. There's zero downtime. And there's just something that a lot of guys don't have the, the option. They don't have the availability to do that. And I'm one of those guys, instead of sitting around, when I could be doing something, I'm going to be the guy that's doing something. And well, we're very ambitious, so we're taking every advantage that we possibly can and turn, hopefully, I want to turn this hobby into a whole nother side job. You know, I want to, I want to uh, design equipment. I want to do research and development. I want to do testing and evaluation for some of these big companies, which we are doing right now. But that, that's my plan. That's where we're going. As well as this, you know, all of us are married. A lot of guys don't understand. I've got five kids all under the, all, all 10 and under, as a matter of fact. And it's from five to 10 years old. My youngest is five. My oldest is 10. So do the math on that. And uh, my wife's awesome. There, I'm very, once again, I'm very blessed. All of us as a team here, and we'll be going into detail on on the team, guys. This isn't just about me. This is about uh, uh, a couple guys, my brother, my cousin. We'll be bringing them in here and letting them fill their whole background in on what they do and what what their goals are for for our operation as well. But another huge aspect is is the family. You know, I've got a wife that's very understanding. She lets me go. When it's time to go, she knows that three, four months out of the year, when we're, when it's hammer time for us, she's gonna she just bite bites her tongue and and lets us roll. So that's a huge benefit. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of family situations that would never, ever allow for that. So that's where we are. That's kind of who we are. 
And uh, bear with me on this, guys. Like I said, this is the first podcast I've ever done. I guarantee you, as things progress, we will be getting better. I'll be getting a lot better, a lot more fluent, uh, more jacked up. I mean, there's going to be some pretty cool stuff that I want to be going over. Legislation for for thermal and night vision, that's going to be a blast to go over and cover that. There's a lot of guys that that are really interested in that. They want to pass legislation for their state, and maybe they'll follow in our footsteps with some of the insight that we'll give them. So a lot of cool stuff, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope that you guys decide to subscribe. If you guys are interested and you're liking what we do and you're liking what you see, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages. Stop by O'NeillOps.com where you guys will be able to, uh, this podcast will be available there and subscribe. I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm James O'Neill. This has been episode one of the O'Neill Ops podcast and we are out. <laughs>